So just taking a moment to feel what your intention is, what your interest is, what it is that you wish to cultivate, to develop, to support yourself and the world through being here. I'm going to invite you to um, put that into the chat if you wish. Never came up for you as an intention if it had words to put that into into the chat. And I'll try and read um, what comes in. We have to cultivate calmness and a sense of community. A meditation practice that is nourishing. Cultivate loving connection, sense of settledness, being whole. To rededicate myself to the Dharma, calm and kindness for self and others. Joy in ease. To reestablish elapsed practice. Self-care and support for myself and others. Faithfulness and tranquility into practice to deepen a sense of embodied relaxation, to explore and sense the beauty and sacredness of samadhi, just being here. Beautiful, isn't it? Confidence of being, connecting deeper with dharma and embodying more, to feel better, to deepen practice and to learn more about entering into samadhi. To stay present even when I'm in pain. Nourishment. To understand and experience more fully the practice of gathering. Developing samadhi within community. It's really, yeah, really wonderful to read and to resonate with what people are offering to develop my understanding of well-being for myself and others. So I think we can already, um, getting back my peace of mind, we can already kind of get a sense um, a little bit from what people have been uh, sharing in the intentions, you know, that again, we can have a diversity of richness of intentions between us. Um, also, uh, um, a diversity and a richness to what we um, either understand uh, well being, samadhi to be, and also um, in what particular aspects we, we relate to. So, this theme of the course gathering in well being. Mm-hmm. That was the title, and hopefully everyone remembers the uh, the subtitles as well. The little blurb that followed on from it, but actually minimize of that you don't need to. Um, so, um, what is samadhi? I want to actually begin with that because. Um, I think the the description begins uh, the description of of this course begins with um, a definition by Rob Robert for samadhi samadhi as a unification and harmonization of body heart and mind in well being 
and harmonization and unification of body, heart, and mind in well-being. Wait, just notice what happens when we hear that. And, and you know, there's quite a lot to unpack there. The sense of body, heart, and mind coming uh, together. And not only coming together, not only unified, but also harmonized. And harmonized in what way? Harmonized um, with this frequency or frequencies, potential frequencies um, of well-being, of ease, of joy, and stillness, of peacefulness. And sometimes um, my partner Nathan, some of you have heard him say this, he, he refers to this uh, gathering of body, heart and mind, unif unification, harmonization as having the whole team together. So if we kind of think about our daily experience often from our, our, um, our bodies in one place and the heart, mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so typically in Buddha Dharma, heart, mind are kind of one thing, but also within the heart, mind, there can be more. Yeah. More um, kind of separation. And so we might find our emotions are here and our thoughts are over there, or this thought is here and that thought is there. Um, and we've completely forgotten about having a body at that point and what that's doing. And so we know that um, experience of distractedness and non-harmonization, non-unification. Um, and we also know, at least to some degree, the experience of having the whole team together, the experience of harmonization and unification, at least to some degree. I want to give some examples of this. Just yesterday, I was visiting some uh, friends and uh, they told me that their cat had had six kittens three weeks ago. And then we were sitting in the garden and then one of the sons actually brought, gradually brought all six down and then the mum came. And so just kind of sitting there watching this, you know, it often happens to us when we see young living beings. Yeah, just sitting there watching you know, a mother cat with six very young kittens, you know, but not you know, just just that sense. And then there's a sense of oh, I'm completely here. Not only completely here, not fully here, you know, not only fully here, but also here with a sense of harmonization and well-being. Or the body, the, the heart opens, and there's just a sense I'm here with this. <laughs> Couldn't stop looking at them, yeah. just playing and moving and feeding and all of that. So we have this. You know, sometimes I remember I, I often used to give an example of you know, so when when you you're holding a very you kind of have a very young life in your arms yeah. again. In a child in a kitten, that sense of ah, really in that, really here, not only really here, really 
present, but actually unified, not only unified, unified with that frequency of well-being. So, you know, this is one example, but others that are really common to us as, as human beings are when we're in nature. And this is another one. When we're out in nature, looking out at nature. And that sense of well-being starts to pervade the experience. When there's less of that distractedness and more of that unification and harmonization. That it just naturally happens. And so sometimes we don't notice. But the invitation is to just reflect for yourself on these kinds of um, moments that we have. And as you can see, they can happen also when we're not meditating. <laughs> just these moments. And, and there's something about uh, getting familiar with the flavor of, of these times in our lives that has a lot of value for us in engaging with this with this point. There's also other examples, you know, so reflecting on this and you know, also when we feel really in alignment with our aspirations or what's important to us. You know? So this is interesting. And sometimes we might be in a situation where um, it's not that everything's got, you know, it's not like we're in a beautiful part of nature and everything's really great. Yeah. We might be, um, you know, in the face of, of something difficult. But when we feel that we're in alignment with our efforts, with our aspirations, um, there can be this sense of unification in well-being. Mentioned, I'm in Israel at the moment. It's been very present here with you know 19 weeks of protests <laughs> and going to the protests and feeling this sense of well-being that's coming from people standing up for um, values. Standing up for freedom, standing up for um, things that really matter to them in a non-violent way, and then you kind of get that sense even there. Ah, oh, there's this coming together. So alignment with ethics, alignment with aspirations, um, moments of generosity. There's many, many examples that we can reflect on, and of course, also in in meditation, meditative well-being, and that comes through. And in those moments. There's a sense of, of I'm doing this because it's not this as in a narrowness, but this as in the coming together of body, heart, and mind, unification, harmonization of the whole team. And uh, I was I was also remembering um, another way that Rob used to speak about um, about somebody about this quality of this unification, which I really like actually. Um, just by accident. <laughs> the other day, a track started playing. I didn't intentionally um, wanted to play, and then it did. And, and, and he was talking about this, this kind of sense of an energized calm. So it's another way I'm kind of bringing in another sense of this well-being of a calm that has um, energy to it. And we'll speak more about this. It's energized. It's not asleep. It's not the kind of calm we have when we're sleeping. <laughs> It's a calm that's got energy. So, kind of, I'm, I'm putting all these out because I think it's important that we get kind of 
start to explore the territory and see how what resonates you know, with these descriptions. So this kind of sense of calmness or gatheredness that has aliveness and has sensitivity to it. This aspect of, of samadhi, and I'm, I'm intentionally not translating the word just to say I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about it today and um, over the next sessions, but there isn't actually a, a good one word translation for this Pali word. Um, but uh, we can say, you know, samadhi in, on the, 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 the path, on the meditative path within the Buddhist tradition, within Dharma teachings, uh, is very important. It appears uh, very often in the texts, um, it stars in various lists that the Buddha made to support us in our practice. Um, so they may be familiar to you, the Eightfold Path, the Seven Factors um, of Awakening, the Five Spiritual Faculties, you know, these are all lists um, that are there in the path to help us map our journey. And um, Samadhi appears in, 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 in various lists, including the three that I just mentioned. Um, and the interesting thing for us is that um, one thing we can take away from that, if it appears in all these lists, we can start to question, is it always the same thing that is being spoken about? Mm. Or uh, is perhaps the fact that it appears in different aspects of the path, does that actually then explain to us perhaps why it might be spoken of differently by different teachers or in different situations. There may be different emphasis um, in these different, different placements and that's kind of opens up again the richness of the territory. So I said, um, I wasn't going to translate the word <laughs> samadhi, and I'm going to speak about samadhi. It's important to say it's very commonly, the most common translation, getting less and less popular nowadays. Two things are happening. Speaking about samadhis and practicing samadhis become more popular, more kind of in the, in the, in the kind of realm of our practice. And translating it as concentration is kind of yeah, less common than it used to be. So it's a common translation, concentration. Uh, sometimes, again, can be helpful to think about concentration uh, with its Latin uh, roots, con towards center, so coming towards the center. So instead of a sense that we often have from this word, concentration is meaning a lot of effort and something quite narrow in the focus, um, we can actually see, oh, you know, is it, what, what about understanding this as towards the center, centering, and again, then it kind of maybe um, relates a little bit more to these ideas of unification that we're speaking of. So I'm, I'm just mentioning it, I probably won't be, won't be using the word concentration, and also, um, I won't, we won't be practicing a one-pointed 
uh, kind of similarly, which is often how it has been traditionally taught. So that's why I said, I mean, you may, you may feel very familiar with Samadhi practice or teachings, but I might be sharing it in a different way, in a new way to you. And some of you are very familiar with the way that I am going to be um, presenting. So not a one-pointed concentration but more of an emphasis on uh, the well-being aspect. So why are we interested in, in this kind of well-being and why are we interested in samadhi practice? What's, you know, I'm going to sell it to you a little bit here. Um, what's, what's the idea? Why do we want to harmonize and unify? Be harmonized and unified, body, heart, and mind together in well being. So, one reason um, is that this becomes an incredible resource for us. Yeah. It's, a, it's a skill that we can train in. We can train the body, heart, mind to unify, to gather towards the center and towards centeredness. And um, when we kind of have that skill to whatever degree that can become a resource and so like meeting uh, challenging things you know, like not being an evening person <laughs> for me right now and then just okay so have five minutes before the session what happens if i do some samadhi practice so a real resource that we can then tap into and that well-being, just tapping into, and that changes the experience. And again, we can think about you know what happens if we're feeling you know the weight of the world on our shoulders, and we remember a time we were in nature, and it was really beautiful and useful. Yeah. That changes our experience. So these things can become a resource for us, and with that resource, also this other. Um, this is a, a, a Rob phrase again uh, of this cushioning. Yeah, it becomes a cushioning for us in our lives and in our practice, something we can dip into to get resourced, uh, to get harmonized, yeah, to get juicy. So these are kind of this is one, one reason why this can be worth developing and cultivating. Um, another is that as we are um, cultivating samadhi, cultivating this capacity to tune into well-being and to harmonize with it. Um, we're changing the habits of mind. Mm -hmm. Speak more about that in the next sessions. But we're actually changing habits of mind from um, habits of mind and patternings that are less uh, that bring less well-being to those that bring more. Yeah. And those that are less freeing to those that are more free and kind of finding ways to uh, work with our perception of experience and also as we cultivate as we develop as we deepen in samadhi practice and in this access to well-being um with deepening insight yeah with deepening insight this is a a, a real um, support for insights, deepening our understanding and our, in our insight into what is possible for us 
what's possible for this body, heart and mind to do. And also deepening the understanding of um, into the, the conditioned nature of our experience. And our experience is conditioned and this is really something that we can kind of follow that thread of insight um, with the support of some other practice. So the practice of samadhi, the practice of gathering the body, heart and mind together into well-being brings more well-being. So as we cultivate it, more well-being opens up for us. And the way um, we will be exploring to cultivate samadhi, to cultivate that access to well-being um, on this uh, course is that you'll be refining, you'll be um, honing, I love that word, honing capacities that our heart and mind already have. Sorry, homing is not a very common English word. So, um, I'll give I'll give this example. I used to um, used to have a, a friend uh, who um, used to meet his mum in the street in the town where we live, and he was a musician at that point. He still is, um, and she would say, "We'd say, oh, how's he doing?" She said, "Oh, you know, he's honing his skills on the on the bass. Yeah, so he's practicing, he's developing, he's getting better." Yeah. And what he's doing by practicing. Um, so we're refining, we're developing, we're honing capacities that we already have. And maybe just to say, please, if I um, say a word that you don't understand, please uh, send a message in the chat. Okay. Um, and yeah, send it to everyone. I'll be sure to see. And uh, you're, you're probably not the only. So, what are the the capacities of the heart mind that we're going to be working with, and that we're going to be developing in order to have more access to your being? Uh, first of all, we're going to be working with the capacity to um, be aware, to be sensitive of well-being that's already here. It's a skill we can develop. Noticing well-being. So well-being. That means that we also develop the sensitivity to quite a range of well-being. Because it might be that the well-being um, that we notice or that's available to us is quiet. It's not dramatic. It's not chatting, look at me. It's more like a whisper. And so um, we are interested to develop that awareness, that sensitivity to well-being that's already and then we also want to be able to sustain to cultivate the capacity to sustain attention with that well-being because if you've meditated even for five minutes you may have noticed the tendency of our mind is not to stay with something not to stay with something even if it's really beautiful, you know, I might be seeing this fantastic sunset. And it's like, all right, seen that, it's been five seconds, on to the next thing, let's start thinking about something. So, you know, that's kind of, that's, it's, 
So we need to cultivate the capacity to sustain attention with well-being um, in this case. And this gets even more interesting because sometimes, or a lot of the time, the well-being that we'll notice is a relatively refined object. It's, it's quiet. It's not shouting for our attention like, you know, the pain in our knee or thinking about that conversation I'm going to have tomorrow, which is kind of much more pulling the attention. So we're cultivating, we're going to cultivate the capacity that we already have to sustain attention with well-being. And this is kind of a, another step here, that through the sustaining of attention with well-being that is already here, in a creative way, we will develop the capacity that's at least what we're building to develop the capacity to then increase that well-being through our attention and through creative ways of bringing our attention. So it really sounds like an advertisement. But um, it might also sound like hard work. And so um, you know, just to say, yeah, it's 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 both. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this takes determination, it takes commitment, it, uh, but it also is fun. You know? It also can be fun as we do it. Yeah? And that's actually a helpful attitude uh, to have to the practice. So are you guys okay if I speak for a little bit longer? At least some of you are. And yeah, it's yeah, put you on the spot there. No, we want you to stop. <laughs> oh, you can you can uh, you can message Aubrey and she'll let me know. That way we'll be anonymous. Um, so as you may have already noticed, our exploration uh, on this course is very practice oriented. So the information is important, yeah? We need to understand what we're doing. Um, and so these ideas, like I'm sharing now, they're important. And as I said, I will be offering these reflections um, in each of the sessions. But this is really about um, practicing this, not just learning about it, yeah? It's, there's both. Now, of course, I haven't installed hidden cameras in your homes, and I have no way of knowing what you're actually going to do during the week. And I'm just saying this so that we know. So if you just want to, if, if what, what works for you, what's possible for you is to be here and to listen um, and to practice during these sessions, great. Yeah, it's also fine and you're really welcome. But just to be aware that, yeah, this is a practice that we're exploring. So how do we do this? Yeah, I just want to go a little bit into the how of the practice and then we'll have a little break and then we'll actually practice together. Okay, but I just want to give uh, um, kind of uh, tips and tricks and uh, the how of the practice for, for today at least. Um, so how are we going to be cultivating samadhi, this harmonization and well-being? We're going to be using the body but primarily we're going to use something that we uh we will call the energy body so we can say the more subtle aspects of our body experience 
So not just the sense of, um, you know, the physicality of the body, like now my lips touching each other as I speak, or as I'm talking, my hand is moving, and I can feel that, the physical sensations. Uh, we're not so much going to be attending to that. We're going to be more connected or connecting, and this may be yeah, a whole area of exploration for some of us, with a sense of the body as a, um, a kind of an, an energetic field, the most subtle manifestation of the body. And this may sound very esoteric, so here's a really simple example. Um, you know that expression, I have a gut feeling? Mm -hmm. I have a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. That's the energy body. <laughs> okay? So it's not that esoteric. Yeah? It's basically how kind of we have a, a, a way of knowing our experience or connecting to our experience uh, through the body, but on a more subtle level. Yeah? So when we say I have a gut feeling, we're not actually talking about what's happening in our digestion, most of the time at least. Yeah? We're talking about, oh, I have this sense of something that I'm tuning into through the bodily life, through the more subtle um, energy level. Does that make sense to people? Yeah. So the, that when we talk about the energy body, we, we're talking about a kind of a, we can say like a, a space, and I mean, you can only see part of me, but it includes the whole sense of kind of this, area this um field sometimes you know, say the field of the body that sensitive that kind of has a, has a, a knowing to it and within this energy body yeah, we're going to uh, play with our attention uh, in order to tune in to well-being that's that's already there so a few things with that um, We'll be practicing with the energy body. So we'll start when we practice after the break um, with just getting tuned into the sense of, of the whole body awareness. And we will be maintaining kind of some of our attention with that, if we can, sense of the whole body. And then within that kind of larger space of the whole body, now that may be enough for some of us. We may in that. Uh, already find um, a frequency of well-being. Um, but primarily, for most of us, within this whole body space, we'll be working with an anchor that is present in this space of the body. Yeah. So it may be the breath. That may be the most obvious. Mm -hmm. The breath, um, again, not one-pointed so much, if it's possible, but actually flowing through the body. Flowing through the space of awareness in the body. Um, it might be that we use meta for those of you who are familiar with meta. So that can be a really helpful. So we feel uh, the resonance of the meta in the whole body awareness. Um, or if the breath, the body, um, or meta are not helpful anchors for you it's also possible to do this with sound so i just want to put that out there for some people that is more helpful 
And it's a little bit, um, it, it'll probably be more clear once we go into the guided meditation, but I didn't want, don't want to talk this much <laughs> guided meditation, so I'm laying out this uh, now. Um, it's a little bit as if we're having a peripheral attention, or we could say background attention, with a sense of the whole body awareness. And within that peripheral attention, within that whole body, there's something particular, which is the movement of the breath, for example, or the metaphorosis. So you kind of, uh, hopefully then it sounds, because sometimes people say that, you know, I remember I said it, actually not people. I first came across this practice. How am I supposed to be aware both of the whole body and the breath? How am I supposed to be doing that? You're supposed to just be aware of one thing. That's meditation, right? How am I supposed to do that? So here's like some things that <laughs> if if your mind does that now or later, yeah, patience, yeah, just try it out. But also having that sense of, ah, you know, there's this, like the peripheral and the particular within the peripheral. Or we can say with sight, we can really um, uh, feel it. Like there's the four, the, the background of our attention, like the big, um, we can have the big space, right? We can see the peripheral vision, yeah, the, the other things, and then we have the particular that we're concentrated on. Maybe in this case right now, uh, my image on the screen, yeah, but we're still taking in other things, right, like the frame of the screen, what's around the screen, yeah, that's still in our attention. So that's kind of what we're uh, playing um, with a little bit. So we're going to spend time in the energy body, then tune in to a particular anchor. And we're tuning in then with the anchor, with the energy body, to any well-being that's available. So it's not just a neutral paying attention, but we're actually as if we're listening to the frequencies of well-being and attention. And that can be in the actual immediacy of, of just being aware of the breath. There might be something some well-being about or just having the intention for meta practice. And if you don't know what meta practice is, don't worry. I'm mentioning it's one option for those who don't know. And so there might be an immediate well-being just in that, or in that sense of the whole body. Um, and then there can also be a well-being that comes from the way we attend to the breathing, to the meta, to the body. Um, and to how we engage with it. And so our practice is, is quite creative and engaged. So it's kind of what we pay attention to. We're paying attention to the breath, um, or to the sound, or to the metaphrases within the body in a way that tunes us in to well-being. And then we want to also see how can I pay attention, you know, how of paying attention in ways that support the attuning to well-being, and then the, the increasing well-being. So for example, receiving the breath, receiving the breath in a way that um, kind of uh, brings more well-being. So it might be breathing more deeply, for example, more or longer, in a way that um, impacts the well-being. So just um, just a couple.
one more, well, just really briefly, one more thing to put it into one. I just said the how we pay attention is important. So we're remembering the big picture. We're cultivating something big. We may immediately find well-being that we can work with. We might not. <laughs> not immediately. And so, ah, how am I with that? This is a cultivation. This is a practice. This is a development. And we bring in ways of relating that are helpful. So we bring in uh, the energy um, or the attitude of patience. Right? Really important for us in the practice. Bring in patience. Can I lean into patience here? Come back. Come back. And with the patience, we bring the attitude of perseverance. So it might not be clear right now. What happens if I, you know, just open to a bigger time frame and then that coming back again, just showing up, getting again, getting again. And the third P you may have noticed, this is also wrong, uh, patience, perseverance. Now two Ps. The third P in that pod is playfulness. So we bring in a sense of playfulness into how we're interacting with our experience. How we're interacting with experience. So we can get a little bit, if we can, less serious. We care about something, we take to, we tend to take it seriously. But here we say, ah, playfulness. What happens if I, I do it this way? What happens if I breathe in this way? What happens if I pause? What happens if I kind of let the awareness fill the back of the body? And just little examples of, of ways we can be playful and creative with our experience. Right. I didn't mean to talk for so long, but there we go. Um, so hopefully this has made even at least a very little bit of sense so far. Um, there's a lot to chew on here. So bear that in mind. And um, I think once we practice together, it, some of this will become more clear and make more sense. Um, but before we practice the promised and eagerly awaited caring for the body break, and just to also say when we come back, we'll have 10 minutes now, we'll come back, we'll have a half hour practice together. And after that, uh, there'll be time for questions and reflections. So if there's anything, before then that feels like oh this is a, a kind of something that's going to stop me from or really hinder me in meditating doing the meditation then please put it in the chat um but if it's something that's kind of more general let's wait with that till after the practice and see what we're right back then thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.